and go live now. Intro song's gonna play. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. I have a very special guest with us joining us once again here on Pure Evil MMA. Well, we can really call a vet here on this podcast. Last time I think we spoke to him was about 2017 going to 2018. So we've had about a year away from one another. And I think that's what's best when it comes to journalism is catching up what has went down within a year. And I think one of the special things about this interview that you guys are about to hear with me and Derek Scott is what he's been able to accomplish within the past year and a half here. And a matter of fact, I was just chilling, watching cable. And I know a lot of people out there are about to cancel their cable subscription, but there are a couple shows out there that catch people's attention. And one of them being the Titan Games, which really makes a lot of people feel nostalgic. We're going to get into that. But let's welcome one of the challengers of that show and professional MMA fighter, Derek Scott. What's going on, Derek? How are you doing? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. Hey. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me back, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, happy to talk about uh, kind of what's happened over the past year. Yeah, man. So let's 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 jump right into things. I don't want to, you know, dance around the bush. I want to cut right into the meat and potatoes of what people want to hear. Since the last time we spoke, you were in the MMA scene. You were lining up fights, but then along the way, something changed where you got brought up another opportunity. Now, bring us through the opportunity. How did you get this chance? to be on this show um so what's cool is that i have a, a good relationship with the guys who actually do the casting for american ninja warrior and uh based off of that relationship they basically told me hey we got a new show coming up yada 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 i think you'd be a great candidate for it. it's about service to others. Uh, you know a lot of different stuff like that and then they kind of buried the lead a little bit and then all of a sudden they tell me it's dwayne the rock johnson's show um and then uh i was like whatever you say next i don't care i'm in like let's do this uh this is awesome so from that point um basically what happened was uh i uh had to do all these interviews and all of this application and uh they felt like i was a great fit they pre-screened me to the eps all the producers um and then uh from that point it was kind of a whirlwind and i wound up in burbank california at the former sports sciences uh, labs uh, doing this big combine that was basically like uh, it looked like the CrossFit Games essentially like just huge massive people um, it was awesome so wait first off when you got there and you saw the people that you're going to be you know lined up against did you think you had a shot at this thing you know considering your background and, and what we've really learned in our sport of mixed martial arts is it's not the biggest guy who's the most athletic or that can win most fights or uh, overcome the obstacles. It's usually the guy who's really figured it all out within himself that can, you know, overcome the largest uh, obstacles in his way. So, what did you think when you first got there and you saw the other contestants? Yeah, it was cool. You know, there's, um, you know, nationally ranked strongman guys, guys who are like literally seven feet tall, guys who are as wide as a house, guys who are just like. I mean, you name it from like a physical standpoint, uh, it, it was there. Um, and for me, I know myself as a competitor. I've been competing my whole life. I have a very diverse background in sports and athletics. So 
I never viewed myself as an underdog, but in many ways I was viewed as the underdog, but it was, I kind of relished that role to be like, all right, you guys think I'm the underdog, but just wait, cause you're really about to see. And, uh, I'm, I'm super happy that the first episode that included myself has aired. Now everyone knows I'm one of Dwayne, the rock Johnson's Titans. And, uh, we can kind of go from there to the battle of the Titans. Was it kind of surreal knowing that, you know, the rock, I mean, and, and a mixed martial arts background, like we have, we kind of look at the other side of the sport. Well, I shouldn't even say the other side of the sport, but the other side of the entertainment aspect of combat sports as, you know, kind of lame, but the rock man, I mean, he's an absolute legend. Everybody knows who he is. So was that kind of a boost up? Like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing because this guy is going to be hosting it. And that gives me more of a chance to really get exposure just because he's he's going to be, you know, the ringleader, really. Yeah, and for me, um, The Rock has been amazing to be around, to work with, to interact with. Um, and the guy works harder than anybody I've ever seen. You know, they call him the most electrifying man in the sports entertainment industry, but it, it, it's really his work ethic that um, is amazing. And being in that world being able to compete it was really something that that kind of spoke to my interests and my heart in that you know it, it was just fun you get to go out there you get to compete you get to show out and uh, it's really amazing before we jump into any of that because i'm sure it was a lot of fun do you remember back in the day i was talking about my dad uh talking to my dad about this night uh you know the back in the day they used to have the american gladiator is that kind of what this show is based on to catch people up who are tuning into this uh interview yeah, so um, it's kind of like American Gladiators, but it's more accurately rock spin on like an American Ninja Warrior type show. So it is literally the most intense, insane athletic competition that has ever existed. They scoured the entire nation and found the best athletes in the entire nation to come and compete in these competitions that are just unbelievable and the scale and the size of everything is is unlike anything as anyone has ever seen so what does it take to have to qualify to actually make it on air to make it on nbc yeah so first off you got to be an athlete you got to be an insane athlete um on top of that you have to be able to show that you've kind of worked your ass off and then from there you got to have a story you got to have a story that makes sense and makes NBC, The Rock, the executive producers, everybody at Seven Bucks Production, make them want to put you on that type of stage. Um, and for me, I was very blessed that they appreciated my story and allowed me to tell it and then allowed me to compete against uh, the athletes on the games. So bring us through this. Uh, you get accepted for Now, you're in front of the cameras. How does the show go? And what are you feeling? Like, what are some of the obstacles that you have to overcome? And how are you feeling going through them? Yeah, what's cool is that we actually did the shooting overnight. Um, so shooting would start at like 5 p.m. And then we'd go overnight. So you're actually sitting kind of in the background, looking at all your competitors. And you don't know what you're going to do until the day of. So the day of is when you find out what your event is and what you're actually going to be doing. Um and then it's cool you have this big production they put you in wardrobe you're in this superhero outfit you're kind of getting ready you're getting your game face on uh and then all, that all leads up to eventually you finally get your turn to go they walk you out you do your interviews the rock comes out says what's up uh, introduces you and says Derek, are you ready and then he introduces your competitor and then he says this is in the first one that i did was cyclone and they had me up against this big huge six six black dude that was like 
super famous for being on Ellen. They called him the push-up prince. His name is Kwame Sarfo and just like really amazing competitor. But when they say go, it counts down and then these flames shoot 100 feet in the air. And it's just, you know, your adrenaline picks in and you just, you do what you've trained your whole life to do, which is compete. Um, so whatever if, the, if, if you guys are tuning into the podcast right now, what you're not able to see right now on the video cast is exactly what Derek is telling us here. He is being introduced. It's him and his opponent. The fireballs are being spit out. And you guys can check this on Derek uh, Scott's uh, Instagram page. And I'll, I'll put that link down below. Now, before we jump into anything further here about the obstacles and what you had to overcome... What did you do to get ready for this? Was it anything like getting ready for a mixed martial arts fight? Did you go through a weight cut? What did you do to get ready for this? Yeah, so what's cool for me is that my training is the exact same year-round, day in and day out. Um, I have four strength training sessions. I have anywhere from four to six MMA sessions. And then I do some conditioning and some energy systems training on top of that. So uh, luckily for me, I actually didn't have to change my training at all. I didn't have to wait for this, thankfully. Um, (laughs) The big thing that I actually did was I spent a lot of time working on like mental skills and developing uh, a champion's mind and a gold medal mindset. Um, So I know that I'm in physical condition, but kind of getting that that mental aspect, that mental game really sharp uh, was the biggest benefit for me going into this. So I got to ask you, when you're right there, The Rock is announcing you. You look over at your opponent. Did you know you were going up against this guy to start with? Um, I knew the, that that day. So that day, I kind of got an idea of who I was competing against. And they allowed us to kind of see a little bit of the obstacle. Um, but outside of that, it was just basically, uh, you know, they tell you very shortly beforehand who your opponent is. They tell you very shortly beforehand what the obstacle is and then you got you basically have to just be an athlete uh be ready to compete and be ready every second so bring us through this some of the obstacles what were they and you have ever done anything like it before like bring us through as soon as he says go what did you have to do for people that haven't watched and, and want to go back and watch and really quick can people go back and watch it is on on demand for uh, nbc or will it be replayed on air before we talk about anything further yeah, so what's cool is they aired my episode Thursday night, and then they actually re-aired it on Saturday and Sunday, or, or Sunday for sure. Um, and then it's also available on the NBC streaming app. Um, and then if you actually go to the Titan Games YouTube page, they've they've shared a bunch of stuff there too. Um, so lots of different options to watch it. And I'm trying to share it all over my social media. All my social media is Derek Aspen Scott. Um, so you can see all the stuff there. I'm linking to it. Um, but the first one, the, the first competition I did was called Cyclone. And Cyclone is a wrecking ball that's basically hung from this huge thing over the top of the arena. And you basically swing this wrecking ball three stories high, and you have to knock over these big, huge pillars. And what's cool is when the pillar falls, and we could hear the that were like setting it up, when the pillar falls, it makes this huge noise. And I mean, it is... Um, hear from like a mile away it just slams down so uh that gives you know that added level of adrenaline that big huge slam every time one of those pillars falls now do you have a coach or anything guiding you through this to get ready for it or is it just literally you on your own going through this obstacle course because on american ninja warrior usually the the family or something's on the sideline cheering you on or, or something like that did you get coaches or did you get anything uh you know to get ready for this or was it just like good luck 
Um, yeah, so uh, in the arena, I had my girlfriend Taylor with me, who she's there in everything that I do, which is amazing. Um, and then beforehand, uh, my team at Ultimate Performance uh, was there and kind of supporting me, and uh, we're based in LA, so they had to kind of like have some idea, but um, they keep everything under wraps, and there's a lot of confidentiality involved in these shows. So mm-hmm. I, it was basically just me in the arena and, and Taylor in the stands kind of bringing uh, me on, and I could hear her cheering the whole way. So bring us through this. You go through that first obstacle, which was the the cyclone, right? Yeah. So what do you have to do after the cyclone? Like, what what exactly did you have to do to get through the cyclone? And what did it take? Did did your MMA skills come into play throughout this? And did you think you had the upper hand over your opponent because of that? Yeah, so what's cool is the biggest thing that MMA helped me out with was the the mental skills, right? Mm. The mental preparation. It's the exact same for a fight as it was for every competition in the Titan Games. The difference is that it's Hollywood, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it's NBC, it's Seven Bucks Production, it's 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 to the nth degree. So uh, you got to add a layer on top of that. Um, and then the cool thing is, is my whole life has kind of been based on gymnastics and competing with my brothers. So. We have actually, me and my brothers, we used to do, we would climb a rope and then spin each other off of it. So I've actually practiced essentially the cyclone before in <laughs> instead of a wrecking ball. Oh my God. It, it sounds so crazy. Were you a little nervous about the whole wrecking ball thing? You know, hearing it back and seeing it face to face where you're kind of, you know, not knowing what to expect, not knowing, you know, what what you were in for here and, and did it meet up to what you were expecting when you got casted for this? Yeah, so for me, um, what's cool about uh, all the mental skills training and stuff that I do is that uh, nervousness, anxiety, and excitement all kind of follow the same path. So for me, it was just, I was excited to perform, you know, I trained so hard that when it's go time, you just want to relish that opportunity to, to truly, you know, show out. So the, the nerves were good. And from the casting process and knowing what the show was going to be, I was just excited the whole time to kind of show how good of an athlete I am and show, you know, that I deserve the opportunity to become a Titan. And, uh, you know, I got to do those first competitions and I got to do that. I got to do that uh, on national television. So right now on the video cast, we're actually looking at the Cyclone. Uh, and there was actually females in this competition as well, which I got to give a huge shout out to uh, you know NBC for having the females on there because I think that's something that's really broken through in the last ten years with Ronda Rousey and you know and inspiring a lot of girls that you 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 can also play with army dolls. You don't have to play with Barbies. You can be one of the boys, and the boys can be one of the girls at this day and age. Let's let, let's be real. But what exactly uh, was it here? Like they have four guys or two guys and then two girls how does it exactly work between the guys and the girls going to the the end because i know there's the blue team and the red team correct were you two working together or how does it work yeah so everybody's on their own in this competition and it's single elimination um and they split us up half female half male and the guys go against guys girls go against girls uh and if you win your first competition it earns you the opportunity to compete against another competitor on mount olympus then once you've gone to mount olympus uh if you win mount olympus that earns you the right to be one of dwayne johnson's uh titans so what do you get like if you if you make it through the entire thing what do you get to if you win it as a titan do you get like a big trophy big trophy lots of accolades i think it's like a hundred thousand dollars you know there's a lot of stuff involved in uh taking home the victory and you get to basically 
call yourself the Titan, you know, the season one, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, NBC, Titan Games, Titan. So where do you go from here? Where do you go from this point? You made it through the first episode, correct? Correct, yeah. I, I am considered one of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Titans now. So you were able to pretty much, that's a, that's a huge name going back into MMA for, you know, any promotion be like, oh, we got this guy that you guys saw on NBC that obviously boosts your, you know, your career. Uh, you know, what, what else does that do for you? Obviously you get the, the money and everything, but w- would you ever do any more of these competition shows, any more of the reality shows? Will they bring back all stars? Are they going to do like a big finale with everyone who made it through? W- what are you doing from uh, here on out? Yeah. So what's cool is the premiere was actually the best premiere that NBC has had on a Thursday night wow. in two years. So, um, doing really well from that standpoint, as far as, uh, I'm concerned, I got a lot of stuff kind of in the background in the works. Um, and I'm being approached, uh, for a lot of different stuff as far as opportunities go. And then I've actually had a lot of really big names kind of reach out already as far as wanting to kind of get on the team. So at, at this point, I'm, I'm not resting on my laurels. I'm trying to work as hard as I can to kind of form up those opportunities and figure out which one is going to be the best for me and, and, and use this to go into the next thing. So were you kind of using this as a stepping stone in a way, as like an accolade kind of to boost your MMA career moving forward? Because, you know, me and you have spoke before in the past, you have a lot of people by your side. You have a huge team, a lot of people that are pursuing championship titles and bigger promotions. You know, obviously you with the promotion that you were with, I've interviewed a lot of guys, but this is probably one of the biggest things uh, to come out of your career. Can I, can, can you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, for sure. And and the thing for me is, you know, it's it's always like uh, focus on what's in front of you. Then once you've accomplished that, right, go, go to the next thing. Um, and I never want to talk about what I've done in the past. I kind of want to always talk about what I'm going to do in the future. And uh, it, it's really nice to have this opportunity and, and have the success and have it uh, lead into hopefully some really cool stuff in the very near future. So, did you talk to the females in this game? Uh, Christina Rugolovsky, she was also a Blue member. Did you talk to her backstage? What was her What was her story? Yeah, so Christina's actually from Texas. Um, works in is in uh, obstacle course racing. So she does. She's huge in that obstacle course racing community. Um, works with a lot of horses. Does a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and her and I were kind of like paired up in a lot of these different competitions. So it was really neat for her and I to chat about our stories, talk about everything, and and, and kind of go from there. And you know, the best part of the games has been everybody in the games is is generally amazing um as far as who these people are uh this coming thursday there will be two brothers that compete and for me that's near to my heart because i'm super close to my brothers um and they're two of the first guys i met and just couldn't have been you know better nicer people um and you, you know electrifying athletes just absolutely fantastic athletes and absolutely fantastic people so before we talk about your MMA career moving forward, let us in on a little bit about The Rock, man, because when I was a kid, I mean, I did my first uh, you know, interview on air when I was about seven or eight years old with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and at that time, The Rock wasn't a hero. He started out actually as kind of the heel, like he, he was getting on everyone's nerves, and he, he used to be with this group of guys. And he was kind of the guy that goofed off in the background, kind of made people upset. What is The Rock like? Uh, you know, meeting him in person after all these years, the career that he's been able to boost, uh, you know, for WWE, he's kind of the new age Hulk Hogan. You know, what is he like in person? Is he is he like what we see on TV and in the movies? 
Uh, the guy's 100% genuine. You know, his mantra is blood, sweat, and respect, and uh, he, he lives it. Um, and it's really cool because he's the king of smack talk, you know? Uh, the people's eyebrow, the most uh, electrifying man in sports entertainment, the drama role, you know? Yeah. And uh, my first interaction with him, he actually talked a little smack, and I gave it back and forth with him. So for me, that was that was that was awesome to have you know the best smack talker in the world give you a little bit of smack talk so uh it was it was very enjoyable and very awesome to, to you know be around him work with him and uh have that blood sweat respect mantra kind of fill into everything that was going on so as we reach the 20 minute mark of this interview i gotta uh, i gotta ask two or three more questions here one being left on the rock how do you think the rock would do in an MMA career, if he was in his prime, and say for instance, it was now, and you had, you know, The Rock at 22, 23 years old, with a background in MMA, instead of, you know, wrestling, entertainment, how do you think that that career would pan out for him? Man, you gotta say he's the light heavyweight or the heavyweight champ, because (laughs) uh, the guy's work ethic is unparalleled. Um, uh, He he was just posting, he's he's over in Sundance right now, and he was home for maybe just a few hours, and only gotten a couple hours of sleep, and what he did when he got home is he went and trained um and that type of work ethic that type of diligence it, it bleeds into everything that you do and for him it, it it's entertainment it's hollywood he's the the biggest movie star in the world right now um and when you have that type of drive you have that type of constitution uh whatever you do you're going to be successful so moving forward i got to ask you from this point on what is the rest of the 2019 look like for you? Do you have any offers on the table? You were saying, you know, because of this, it's really helped boost your career, which is probably one of the reasons, you know, getting into this thing. So what do you think you're going to do moving forward here in 2019? When can we see you next, maybe in the in the cage? Yeah, um, so I'm fine. I'm signed to a uh, three-fight agreement with Shamrock FC. Uh, I did the first fight, uh, won in the first round by knockout. Um, and we're talking about the next fight right now, kind of negotiating contracts. And then, you know, some really cool things have happened. Um, there's uh, a couple people that are from Alliance MMA, uh, you know, Dom's gym down in San Diego, yeah. that were on the show with me as well. Uh, Paulina, oh, really? One of the girls. Yeah, so she's super dynamic, super awesome. So I got to meet those guys. They had uh, Mr. Wonderful Phil. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Phil Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, FaceTiming with us backstage when we were at the Titan Games. Um, Dominic Cruz supposedly came to one of the, the episodes, which was really cool. And then the other day, uh, after my episode aired, uh, Christina Cyborg was actually liking and kind of retweeting and stuff. So I, I, I hollered at her. I was like, hey, you know, we got to train and, you know, let's do this Titan Games thing together. I got to ask you, obviously, you're, you're still early in your MMA career. But are, are you still aiming for the UFC or Bellator? Because at this day and age, Bellator is really making one hell of a name for them, for themselves. If you're able to get on a Bellator main card, it could do wonders for your career. Do you, do you feel that as a fighter? Are fighters feeling that same way? Like, you know, the UFC used to be the ultimate, right? Now Bellator is really, you know, trying to be neck and neck with them. They just had this Grand Prix. Ryan Bader beat Fedor. I mean, w- would you be just as happy with a contract from Bellator moving forward? as you would with UFC, or is it still the UFC that's the number one goal here in MMA? Yeah, for me, it's just kind of whatever opportunities come along. And what's cool is that Shamrock FC, the organization that I'm signed to, actually has, if you win their belt, you're guaranteed a three-fight contract with Bellator. So they have a tie-in with Bellator. Um, And I've had a lot of teammates um, fight for the UFC, fight for Bellator, um, 
get those call-ups. And, and the thing is, you got to be ready every second. You got to just be ready for the opportunity. And as soon as it hits you, you say yes and you go. Um, and at this point, you know, I wouldn't say one over the other. It's just a matter of what's the best opportunity for me going forward. And, and we'll kind of see where it goes. Last question here. And I'll let you go after this. What was it like sitting home on your couch, watching yourself on the big screen for a huge show on NBC? Was it was it surreal? What was that like? Yeah. Um. So, so two things. It it was extremely surreal because you know everybody I've ever known is kind of messaging me and 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 showing me so much love, and I I just can't get over how appreciative I am for that. And we had a big watch party out here in LA and it was amazing to just be with my friends and family and my girlfriend. And then my high school had a huge watch party where my parents, my grandparents, my aunties, my uncles, they all went and watched it together. And there was hundreds of people at like my hometown uh, neighborhood bar, Helen Fitzgerald. So that was super cool. My Baylor law school did a big shout out. Um, Baylor, gave me a big shout out. My undergraduate university, Lindenwood gave me a huge shout out, had a big watch party. Um, and then after the episode aired, we were, we were walking back to the car to drive home and the bar that we were walking by actually had me on the TV as we were walking by. And this was like later on in the evening. So I don't know if they were like playing a rerun or what it was, but that was, I mean, surreal to see myself. Like I'm walking by the bar and then there I am on TV and people are like cheering in the bar. So that was, that was super cool. Derek, it's amazing hearing from you a year and a half later to see what has really blossomed in your career. I'm looking forward to what's next with you. And obviously, I got to end on this note. If you have any shout outs, any sponsors, and really quick, when can people tune in to uh, the Titan Games again? When are they going to be airing on TV moving forward with the, you know, the first season? Yeah, so Thursdays, 8, 7 Central, and then I think they run it again on Sundays, if I'm not mistaken. You can also catch it on the NBC app. Um, You can follow the NBC Titan Games on all social media platforms, and then they also have a YouTube channel. Um, As far as I'm concerned, uh, a big shout-out to Ultimate Performance, which is my my home and my family. Big shout-out to my brothers um, and Scott Health and Fitness. Big shout-out to Rock Tape. Um, Big shout-out to everybody who's a about to get on board but hasn't yet and i wish i could shout them out but um they you know the agreements haven't been signed um and big shout out to anybody who wants to holler at me and and get on the Derek scott team hey man really quick any chance of you trying out for american ninja warrior next like felice herrick did for the mma scene yeah so what's cool is that um i actually know the american ninja warrior producers and we've been going back and forth and you know it's it's kind of to be determined we'll see what happens um at this point i don't know yet all right, guys, make sure to follow Derek Scott on Instagram. Where can people find you on Instagram? I have it here on the video cast. But you yourself, why don't you give yourself a shout-out on uh, your Instagram tag? Yeah, so all my platforms are just my full name, Derek Aspen Scott or Derek A. Scott. And thank you so much for joining us here. We hope to talk to you really soon. Guys, if you want to tune in FC, I believe it is still on uh, Flow Combat, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got an agreement with Flow Combat, so they stream all that stuff. It's awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us once again, Derek. And we hope to talk to you soon. Uh, congratulations. You are the new Titan. And uh, it's yeah, really man. an honor. Before we let you go, can you just say, hey, guys, it's Derek Scott, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA? Hey, guys, it's Derek Scott. You're listening to Pure Evil MMA. You're the man. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, brother. There you guys go. How about that? This is another thing I love about journalism and being a media member is you go into this. Sometimes you get fighters in the UFC or Bellator, well-known fighters, people who have been on the Ultimate Fighter.
Sometimes you get guys who are working their way up on some of these lower promotions like Shamrock FC, Titan FC, and then something like this happens. Magic. And you're already connected with them. And you get to hear their story moving forward. Derek Scott had to go through. He had to contact NBC themselves to their PR team to make sure it was okay to do this interview. And it, it means so much. I think those are the most exciting moments when you're sitting on your couch and you're flicking through the channels and you go, wait, Derek, I've interviewed that guy. Those are the best parts about being an MMA journalist. Even if you're sitting there watching UFC or Belgium, you're like, I interviewed that guy. Dude, I interviewed that guy. Hey, did you know I interviewed that guy? And then he goes on to win it. Absolutely amazing, guys. Make sure to give him a follow. Make sure to subscribe down below and catch PureEvilMMA.com, which launched yesterday. Right now is the 29th of January, going into 30th. You'll probably hear this on uh, January 30th, even though it's live right now on Periscope. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash PureEvilMMA. You can follow me on Twitter at Evil under dash Echo. That's E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-O. Also on Instagram at PureEvilMMA underscore. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM, all those. Everything. We're, we're everywhere. Guys, I'm Evil Eddie from Pure Evil MMA, pureevilmma.com. When ugly to the end, remember, without evil, there's no purity. Behave yourselves.